We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. We're recording Sunday, 5 p.m. Andy, honestly, for the better, we didn't go live after yesterday's game. Yes, correct. I don't even know. Was that the worst loss of the season? <laughs> How many games have we said this is the worst loss? Dude, we season? say that after 20 losses. We say that after 12 of them. It is, uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was boring. It's just boring. It's a boring loss. It was the most boring loss of the season. I almost fell asleep, Sam. I, I looked at myself. I looked at Reese, and I was like, "There are so many things I could be doing on a Saturday." Was that was that because you were day drinking and it was like eight oh, p.m.? I did have some. I did have too much wine. I just I gotta stay away from red wine. But look, that that was, <laughs> that was snoring through the through this first half of the game. So anyway, I just rough yeah. one. But we're here to talk about it. We're here to we're, we're here for the fans. Yeah, we have a special guest this week. Um, the Warriors are so they're twenty and twenty. After the Suns game, we'll officially be halfway through the season. We're pretty much at the midway mark. So I figured time to bring in the big guns, get some outside perspective on the Warriors and all things NBA from the ringer, Kevin O'Connor. KOC, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great today. How are you guys doing besides the terrible, boring loss yesterday? Eh, pretty good. I mean, football is going well in the Bay Area. Can't complain about that. The Niners look excellent. Mm-hmm. Finally going to the playoffs. Um, you know, might have the best like team rule, in the NFC. You know, there's like a rule: all the teams in the area can't be good at the same time. The minute one, the Niners get one, good, one, the one. Warriors go down. Yep. it's it's kind of you know it ebbs and flows. Maybe if the Niners have like a huge, like disgusting loss in the playoffs, that'll be what turns the nine the Warriors season around. <laughs> we'll see though. Um, you think you so think the Patriots, Bruin, Bruins, and so you get the Bruins are always good. The Red Sox are like the Giants are up and down. Then you've got the Patriots, who I guess are just terrible, and they're not terrible. I guess I guess they didn't make it, but they're kind of just whatever now, right? They're yeah, just, they, they, they did they, fall they, off right as the Celtics figured it out. Yeah, yeah they, they had a blah season and like a mess with an offense offensive coordinator coming from defense. Belichick's got a lot to figure out this off season. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get back to the Warriors. Twenty and twenty. If you told me that preseason that we'd be halfway into the season, the Warriors would be five hundred. I'd be like, who got hurt? What happened? All sorts of stuff. They are dealing with injuries. Steph should be back this week, maybe Tuesday, more likely Friday. Um, 
but that's not why they're 500. They're 500 with Steph. If anything, five and two at home without him is like a big win. Disgusting Orlando game aside. Um, and the funniest part of it, they're kind of lucky that the West sucks right now. There's nothing that indicates that like if the Warriors get their stuff together, they've dug themselves in too big a hole. I'm pulling up the standings right now just for reference. KOC, I wanna I wanna start with this with you. Like, what do you make of the West this year? Because this is just confounding, they're mediocre. I, I don't give me your perspective on this. I mean, it's pretty flat right now. I mean, I, I think there's maybe six teams that you can say can make the NBA finals right now. I mean, just looking at the standings, oh. obviously you have you have the bad teams, you know, the Thunder, Rockets, Spurs, the Jazz aren't going to win the finals. You know, the Kings are a great story, but they're not a finals contender. The Blazers, whatever. The Suns have really fallen off. You know, like they, their issues are even more extreme than the Warriors. Like without Devin Booker out there, they have nobody else who can handle the ball. Chris Paul has fallen off. You know, the Clippers, they're, a, they're phonies, total embarrassments. Wow. With their guys all sitting wow. on the Wolves, like – Everybody knows all the baggage they have. So, like, who does that leave? That leaves, you know, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Mavs, Pelicans, Lakers, and Warriors. And the Lakers aren't going to win the finals without a trade. The Pelicans, I said before the season that they are a sleeper to win the finals, that they could win the finals. But they're not going to without great health. You can't trust Zion and Ingram. Sure. The Mavs, like, they have Luka, they have the guy you need, but do they have the rest of the roster? So, I mean, like, that leaves to me, like, three teams that I think you can say, you know, actually could win the NBA Finals as currently constructed, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors. And that's despite all the issues Golden State has had so far this season. Like, they've still dominated with their key guys on the floor. And I think that's kind of what I hold on to when I look at Golden State compared to some of these other clearly far more flawed teams even though the Warriors can and should make a move to bolster and improve their chances at winning the finals over some of those other teams in the West. So never mind a potential East opponent. <laughs> they, they should, but let's, let's play uh let's, let's be negative here. Let's assume they don't. How would you feel about them taking this roster? Maybe they convert Anthony lamb from a two way and he'll probably play in the playoffs if they do. But like, you know, you, you got the, the starting lineup, Jordan pool, Dante DiVincenzo, uh, Kuminga, and then nothing else you really count on in the rotation. How do you feel about – do you think they could still get out of the West with that? I mean, are they going to space out Jokic with five out and spread out their defense? I mean, they're bottom – Denver's bottom ten in the NBA in defense right now during the regular season. That's going to get even more extreme in the postseason. Memphis, like that would be one heck of a series. If Memphis goes with Jaron Jackson at the five, you know, or plays bully ball with Steven Adams – I mean, like they put up a real fight against Golden State, I'd say. But at the same, like at the end of the day, though, I mean, the Warriors, if they have healthy Steph, Clay, and Draymond, it's hard to pick against that team even without a move. Um, I, I think ultimately, like that's why with Golden State, despite all the issues, you can't sleep with them. But they, but they should make a move though, because those teams can. Memphis can make a move to further bolster their roster. If the Warriors don't, that doesn't mean that the Grizzlies didn't make a move, that the Nuggets didn't make a move, that the Lakers didn't trade both of their future picks or increase their odds. So I think that's the thing if the Warriors don't make a move. The question would be, who did make a move to further improve their team? Because somebody's gonna. And there's some good players out there that are available that can really increase the team's finals odds. So if the Warriors don't make a move, it probably means they're staying the same while other teams are getting better. 
And so that wouldn't bode well for them. But as presently constructed, those are mm-hmm. my feelings. Who who are the players, though? I mean, I think Boyan Bogdanovich, Eric Gordon, those guys are probably like their money's tough to get to for the Warriors. OG yeah. and Anobi. If, yeah, the Raptors, sure. if the Raptors decide to pull the plug, which they very well might, even Siakam, perhaps, Kyle Kuzma with Washington. I think those are some of the, the main guys who come to mind. And none of them are, you know, they're not stars. But those are good quality players who can complement and enhance some star star teammates uh, on the floor in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like if the Warriors do make a move, um, it's highly unlikely they make like a splash shattering move, which yeah. which is just a fancy way of saying they're not going to move Draymond or Wiggins or Clay, like any of their big money contracts. So everything kind of comes back to Wiseman because uh, he makes nine and change which kind of is enough money to match contracts for like, you're close enough to Kuzma. You're close enough to, you know, like Jakob Pertl, a lot of these like players who could really help the Warriors. I'm always curious because you, you cover the whole league. Like what, what can they actually get for something around Wiseman? Because, you know, it, it is what it is. He Question. missed all of last year. Yep. Year three, we don't, you know, the potential's still there, but no one really knows what he is, right? Probably not a lot. I mean, any, any, any time, anytime you draft a player, you know, their value, it's like you buy a new car, it's off the lot, it loses value immediately, never mind when he's stunk it up uh, ever since then. So not a lot. And plus, he makes good money as well. Like he's a good money for a salary from the Golden State side of things where you can combine him and Moody or, or him and Kuminga if you wanted to. And suddenly you're like, ooh, can we get OG and Anobi? You know, but no, like you're not getting OG and Anobi with James Wiseman and, Jonathan Kaminga, you're having to add two first round future draft picks uh, in order to get a deal like that done because of how much Wiseman's value has fallen off a cliff. And Kaminga, like he's looking like a potential rotation player for Golden State, but mm-hmm. it's not like he's, you know, this superstar, future superstar acquisition for another team that might land them. So I think that's where, you know, people talk about the two timelines and all that with Golden State. <laughs> it just hasn't worked out. Like I, I think it made sense in that sense. You have these younger guys who could become high value pieces to another team for a trade or to yourself for your future. But that, that just has not happened at all at all for any of them. Um, but I'd still be, I'd be go, I'd be willing to trade those picks. I mean, I think Steph's playing at a high enough level uh, clay getting back. Draymond still can tap into elite defense as well. Wiggins still as well. Like the team is good enough, has enough talent that I'd be willing to go the other way and sacrifice some of those future picks with a Wiseman where he becomes the wild card, you know, asset in a trade for another team rather than just a, a salary filler, if that makes sense. Like, do Warriors fans feel similarly about like giving I, up future picks? It's so it's tricky because they can't trade uh, any picks before 2026. They yeah. owe Memphis the 2024 one for the whole Igudala, Dilo. Like, we all know that. that. So it's, it's like the Lakers it's like, thing. The Lakers given 27 and 29. Everybody's talking about them giving up two future, yeah. distant future picks. Like you never know what the team's going to look like. I've seen the Warriors giving up a pick that far out when it's like we're talking about Steph being 38, 39. LeBron was, yeah, but it's like it's that's a lot of like you said, if you don't feel strongly that any of the the kids are like the next guy, you know, you could be giving a team 
that year's Wembenyama, you know, <laughs> like that sort of thing, right? Well, like, the, the, none of the kids are the next guy, that's for sure. I mean, like of of what we've seen so far, to no, was, what about Kaminga? Like, no, none of a them. A few are of them look guy. like interesting, but yeah, yeah, none of them look like they're going to be the franchise guy on a team. Um, Would you give two of them up for OG with Wiseman and Kaminga? Would you give Wiseman Kaminga a twenty-seven and twenty-nine? Were they like a top two protected, something like that? Top one protected, even. <sighs> OG's young. I, I would. I would. I know. Like I've also, I've, I've also said yes to like Ben Simmons. I mean, you know, like I'm the type of guy that just like, yeah, dude, I love OG because the, yeah. the problem with the Warriors, dude, the Warriors have the worst defense in that league. I mean, you, if you watch the Warriors, even in the five game win streak, that defense is atrocious, and it's gonna be a lot better once you get guys going. But those kids are so young. Even if you're athletic, you don't know how to play defense. And uh, OG's what like top five defensive player in the NBA and he's 25. It's not like he's 30. It's like having, it's like having two Wiggins. You can argue about who's better, but like ultimately you're talking about top tier two way wing defenders who can hit shots and do like, they're not issues on offense. Cause the two, the two timelines is the Warriors of three actually. Cause it's, it's, you've got the guys, the the three guys. Then the second timeline is actually Andrew Wiggins and Looney. And then you can kind of throw Jordan Poole in there. Jordan Poole is in there. Right. Is good. And then the third timeline is the scrubs. It's the teenagers that can't play. <laughs> so it's actually all three. OG would be in the second one because he could actually. I mean, dude, the Warriors would be. Yeah, was it 25? They had him. They'd win the championship. Like, they'd walk away with the championship. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a move that, like, puts you. Because I've been saying Memphis, you know, to my co-host, Chris Vernon, on the mismatch. I'm I saying, know, I you it. guys should be going hard at OG and Anobi. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not giving up three future picks. But I'm like, why not? I mean, like, that, that dramatically increases your odds of winning an NBA Finals. Isn't it funny? Cause like everyone's always like, you want two way wings in the playoffs. And then like one presents himself. And we just literally saw what Wiggins was. I was shocked how much more valuable he was in the playoffs than the regular season for him. Like he played excellent for the Warriors all year. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, I remember the Minnesota guy. I don't know how I feel about him in the playoffs, you know, and the opposite comes true. His skill set is tailor made for the playoffs. And then he, you know, he showed up. So when you think about that sort of thing, like, you should be willing to overpay for OG rather than like hold on to a pick to draft another, you know, guard or something like that. But for some reason, it just never computes with people trading that much future upside unless it's for a playmaker, right? Unless it's for like a guy who's the ball in their hands. Well, and the thing with OG is, I mean, like he's not going to be like the Warriors. They need they need that other wing, mm-hmm. but they, like they could also use one more guy who can attack the basket off the dribble and get penetration. OG's sure. not going to like run your offense. But in the Warriors system, with all their motion and ball movement, he'd be getting to the paint with ease. And so, like, he would add some of that penetration with drive and kick opportunities so that the Warriors easy. are lacking. It's just, like, to me, like, so if, he, if he's available, that's a, an absolute no-brainer for, so for, for them or any team for that matter. Feel, feels like Kaminga turns into OG three years oh. from now, though, like, easily. It just it doesn't it feel like that. Uh, right, 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 right. Maybe. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where, like, I don't want to give Kaminga's upside, but then if I tell you, like, the odds of him exceeding the level of wing that, like, OG and Wiggins are at this stage, like, it's not likely. You know, like, those guys are borderline all-stars, and they're definitely, like, final like starting five on a contender player so it's like that's a pretty high bar to clear that you're you you know like everyone just assumes you can just turn a wing into Kawhi. all he needs to do is learn how to shoot it's like that's a one of one thing you know (laughs) like it's not it's not that easy um let so 
as fun as that one is to talk about, like, I just, I can't see the Warriors giving up that much. Like, no. call it, you know, mm-hmm. pragmatic or like, you know, risk averse. They're not going to. So, what is, so, so here's the way I look at them. It's, you know, you got your core guys. You got Jordan Poole, who's number six in the rotation. Dante has turned into kind of the perfect kind of Warriors kind of glue piece, you know. So that's seven. Uh, Kuminga has actually been really good as a defensive wing for them. Maybe he plays a little less in the playoffs because he's young and he can't really shoot consistently. But the obvious hole is they have no one in the front court outside of Draymond and Looney. And I really think that's who's like, think lower tier than OG, someone they can actually acquire who could help solidify that rotation. And like the truth of the matter is it just comes down to like Steph and those guys have to play at a star level, but like, that's the more likely move. How about, I mean, like the, like if OG is the a level target, Mm -hmm. maybe like the, the C plus target is Kyle Kuzma. Maybe he's a B minus. And then like maybe Mm -hmm. below that, like a PJ Washington, PJ Washington's not that good, but maybe in golden (laughs) state, like the system works better than Jamichael green. Yeah, exactly. Like he's a, he's a marginal upgrade and he's young. So maybe if the Warriors could bet on that upside, Kuzma is another interesting target. Uh, if you'd be willing to give up future pick for him with a young player, or maybe, you know, the Wizards, like we're talking about what's value for James Wiseman. All it takes is one team to say, hey, we're going to take a bet on a guy who is a top high school prospect, top college prospect, top draft pick, and it just hasn't worked out for him. Maybe Washington's that team that just says, screw it. And they would they could trade Kuzma for Wiseman and Moody, something like that. Uh, it just about works out salary wise. So I don't know. I, I maybe they prefer that to a future pick if you're Washington. Those are interesting because that tells me because like are the Warriors going to spend more to resign? Right? It's like it's almost mm. like a salary. They're trying, they're like trying to go the company. other way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like trying to get like if it doesn't happen at the deadline, it all it feels like. It's like they're going to move off of Wiseman just because, damn, man, you just can't pay him uh, versus paying a Draymond. And so that that I, I think is possible, too. Same with Pirtle, like, is another guy where it's like it's good for the Warriors, and then you just might not see him next season. And then all of a sudden that number two pick turns into absolutely nothing, which might end up being the pay- case anyway, but the Warriors are just in that financial situation where it's going to happen. You keep mentioning wings, so I just want to ask you this. You, you think, you know, if you had a choice between kind of a big wing who the Warriors probably gonna play at like four or five anyway, or adding like a Jakob Pertle, you know, traditional, like he easily fits Steve Kerr's offense. You'd rather go with like taking a gamble on like the PJ Washington type. Yeah. I'd, I'd oh, over PJ Washington. I'd rather Pertle, okay. um, but over Kuzma OG, I'd rather the wings. Um, yeah. But like Pertle's a good player. Like he'd be a great fit to, to your point. If the Warriors were able to acquire him from San Antonio, give you a little beef against a Jokic, but nobody that's, that's the thing. Like nobody's stopping Jokic. You're right. still going to have to send two to him or not. Like, yeah, like he's going to kill you. If you send two, he's going to kill you if you only send one. So it's, it's going to be tough no matter what in a series against Denver, regardless Den- of a hurdle or not. The Denver series is the fascinating one. Cause mm-hmm. to your point, they're a top bottom 10 defense and they're going to be the worst defense of contenders in the NBA. I think by far, um, we Sam and I were talking on the last show. Just, just their best three players are awful defensively. So it's, so it's. Uh, I'm not sure the best of those three guys defensively. I'm like he, he could only move as fast as he can move. He could only <laughs> yeah, for how good for how good he is. Um, that that's going to be a fascinating. And those two might be the best teams. Don't they might end, they might end up playing each other in the second round. Actually, the way things are going to be set up in the 
in the in the West. But it feels like a Perto is is someone to get them through the regular season. Like he's not a guy that's can I don't think he's a guy that they end up relying on in the postseason. I just it's the Warriors have done this so much with Andrew Bogut, with Zaza, and Pirtle's better than a Zaza. But I just think when the chips are down, it's just gonna be well, Kev- Kevon's gonna play his minutes, and then after that, it's gonna be all Draymond. Uh, at the five, but right now you see the way that Draymond's moving. He's he's tired and he's hurt. Same with Looney. Those guys might not be able to make it forty-two more games. So that's that's where I think the proto stuff is interesting. But if you're talking about wings, that's probably more important when it comes to the postseason for the Warriors. Like who's right play? though? You're, you're right though. Like the wings might be more important in the postseason, but to actually have a chance in the postseason, you might need the center. Uh, so like maybe for Golden State, it actually could be, you know, in the in the entirety of the season starting from today until potentially June, the center is more important. So Looney and Draymond aren't worn out by that point when they're having to play heavier minutes as a small five in the case of Draymond. So and plus with Pirtle, like if you were to get him, he would have value in any of those battles. Like if Memphis has a game where Steven Adams is just crushing, sure. right? Like that's where Pirtle is a weapon for you to throw out there and counter that. Uh, instead of having to rely solely on Draymond and Looney, which was the thought process behind Wiseman, you know, adding Correct. a big with this growing league with, you know, an increasing amount of great bigs. You know, we, we add one of those too. That's what Golden State is thinking. Like, it's just unfortunate he is not a good basketball player at all. <laughs> and hurt again and hurt again. Like he yeah. was, he was actually, now I know you're not watching every Warriors game, but when he came back from the G League in his eight, 10 minutes since, like he was getting better and then boom, ankle. And we don't know where but that's is. also kind of the point. It's like he looked good yeah. for eight minutes when Steve Kerr put him in a three minute block and protected him, you know? So it's like, <sighs> I mean, I'll take it. Cause it's an improvement over the, the other, the, 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 the part where he looks awful in it, but it's, it's a way, to, it's a way to go. I, I think to your guy's point though, it's like, you know, we can talk about how it's like, if they play a playoff series today, I'm still feeling comfortable with, you know, Steph kind of spreading out Jokic and just kind of, live with it right um but they got to get there they're currently in the plan right now they've messed around half the season and it's it's one of those things where it's like you know you're, you're an ankle t- tweak away from having to go like playoff mode from like the all-star break well, Clay's hurt now right exactly. like, has and, and that shouldn't be serious but it's like knee soreness is because he was playing 40 minutes a game mm-hmm. last week and we're only halfway through the season so i, I don't see how they don't do something because they just don't have the depth to get to the finish line so does this like everything we're saying is is denver the west favorite right now like pretty clearly considering all the health concerns with golden state you know inexperience with some other teams are they like on their own tier at the moment i mean let me spin this because you've heard and i wanted to bring this up immediately um you called the clippers phonies and i you know sam and i agree (laughs) but dive into that before you get out of here i know we gotta get you out of here but dive into that like I know it's injuries and they, these guys don't play and they don't know how to play together, all that stuff. Do you have a different sense of why they are kind of fraudulent? I mean, it's exactly that. Like, yeah. like how can you trust this team at all? Uh, there, there's no way you can trust them with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George sitting out after playing a combined 32 minutes on a Thursday and a, a embarrassing loss and they sit out the next night. Uh, I just don't think this team can be trusted. Um, I don't think they have the pieces. I think their depth is overrated. Uh, I think the Clippers are not it's even a on the same level. Some of these other oh, for sure. A great 2019 <laughs> round. Like that's what they were. But right now they're not on the same level as any of these other teams in the West. Wow. Finally. 
Finally, I listen to a lot of shows, and a, a lot of people are gassing up the Clippers uh, before so, the season. It's just so, a lot of like fail. faith in Kawhi because last time you saw him in the playoffs, well, not just you know, actually, last time you saw him in the playoffs, he looked like they were going to go to the finals till his knee gave out. But and I still don't think he looks like, even though his numbers have been way better the last two weeks or so, he I still don't think he has the same burst and explosiveness. He he's making it work. But I I just watch him and I still feel like I can't trust him on the same level I did before when like you like you said he was an absolute unstoppable force in the postseason. Yeah, he doesn't look as good and like they'll I'm sure they'll tell you they're bringing him along slowly so he peaks in the playoffs and maybe oh, please. but like it's just every <laughs> other every like third game they're getting blown out by forty type of thing it's they're untrustworthy I'm I'm mm-hmm. with you there KOC we appreciate you hopping on have a great one thank sir. you guys thanks brother. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Important announcement from our friend, Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network. Went to Pacific Catch on New Year's Eve with the fam. Delicious meal. Ooh, you should all go to Pacific Catch. Best in the Bay. Is there a better restaurant in all seven Bay Area counties? Like, if you think about it. Not a one. There's not a lot of restaurants that have multiple locations around the Bay Area. Much less delicious locations around the Bay Area. You know, you, you you got the city. You got Alameda County, you got Contra Costa, you got Peninsula, you got Marin. Just taken care of. Best. You know it was not the best, though, Andy. Oh, brother. The Orlando Magic game. <laughs> we shot this up off the top, and, uh, dude, I've erased it from my memory. It's one of those where it's, <laughs> it's not even mid-January, and uh, dog days are here. That's what it feels like. The dog dad game was dog days are here. Warriors didn't want to be there. The only person that wanted, the only people that wanted to be there were Paolo yeah, Bancaro, <laughs> yeah, Franz Wagner, <laughs> Cole Anthony. <laughs> so the only guys much. wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Pretty Andre Iguodala, maybe. You know what I mean? But yeah, just a uh, a rough, rough 
two-game stretch, right? Just a rough two-game stretch for the Warriors. Yeah, and it's like when you saw Clay get that late scratch, Ooh. it just felt like they were probably going to move into some sort of malaise. But just a disgusting game. Hopefully Steph plays on Tuesday against Phoenix. I feel like that'll be the shot in the arm they need. But if not, it sounds – I mean, Bob said it on Friday. Um, they're, you know, they, they think he'll be back in lineup by Friday against San Antonio. So even if Steph doesn't play against Phoenix within, within a game, he should be back, um, which, which is needed because Jordan Poole struggled all in all, despite this Orlando disgusting game, hard to not say five and two at home without Steph is a win. It always looks worse than it is. They start five and zero, and you, and you get greedy in your mind. You think they're going to go seven and zero. If I told you before the homestand with no Steph, they'd go five and two. You'd be like, I take it. They they won some games they probably shouldn't have won normally, right? They they mm-hmm. beat Memphis, which was kind of like looking back, you're like, how the hell did they beat Memphis? And then they kind of got tired throughout the way, and they ended up they beat the Hawks in that game. They probably shouldn't have beat the Hawks either. So. Uh, things balanced out and then things balance out in life things balance out in the nba i think for the warriors that game looked like the last two games looked like yeah we don't have steph and it's gonna catch up to us and there's only so much that playing at home is gonna help and that that's what it felt like so it wasn't that wasn't like so much the warriors lost those games it's just they catch up to you. They catch up to you when you don't have your best player. And frankly, they didn't have their second, like most consistent player with Wiggins. He was there last night. He was back, but you know, he's been gone for so long that he didn't look normal. Yeah, he looked, normal. He looked rusty. Fine. He looked yeah. exactly so, like a dude who had not played in a month. I mean, he's on some sort of minutes limit. It just didn't look like the Wiggins we we saw right beforehand. Uh, and I feel like the two biggest stories for him is like Anthony, they got up 58 threes, man. That tells me one thing. They weren't even trying to run offense. They were just wow. they're just chucking. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 they take a lot of threes, but that one it was just like, I mean, Anthony, Anthony Lamb got 14 of them up. You know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, it's just like you're not even well flush it down the toilet type of thing, right? I you know, you talk about you know, there's always two things we talk the last couple of years we talked about, like, what do they need out of the two things, right? Do they need the guy that can create plays? Do they need the guy that can shoot, especially on the wings? And I've always kind of said, like, they can just get a guy that they can shoot and play defense. They'll be fine. I think last night was kind of that that perfect thing is they don't have a guy that can create, especially when Jordan Poole is playing that bad. Because that's the mm-hmm. guy that you need to be able to do some version of Steph so that I can get to the hole and distribute and 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 kind of just make the defense crater a little bit. And the Orlando Magic in the second half just figured out, like, dude, all you guys are going to do is just going to stand out in the corners of the wings and just shoot threes. Yeah, we're just going to let you. And Jordan Poole just kind of, we'll get to him. But he just kind of gave up. Like, he kind of just said, forget it. I'm not going to play this game. And the Warriors ended up shooting 58 times. It wasn't even offense. It was just swing, 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 shoot a three. So the ball, the ball. Yeah, it was was lazy. It's shorthanded team running into a more physical team just gave up a little bit. I mean, it was, it was terrible. I, I got Jordan Poole's numbers in front of you right now. Uh, this homestand, I mean, the three-point shooting's noticeable, only 26% in the six games. Uh, and the turnovers are really the big thing, five a game. Uh, he is scoring the ball. He's taking a ton of shots. They need him to. Um, my take on it is all his flaws aside, I think he's just worn down. Like, that is a heavy load. That's the type of load guys like Steph Curry carry. Uh, And there's a reason. 
Steph's one of the best of all time and top five player every season. And just, you know, very few guys can carry that load without getting worn down is my point. And even Steph does. And even Steph does. Sure. And I think it's getting to him a little bit, the turnovers for Poole. Um, I think it's getting to him. You can see the aggressiveness wane uh, the last couple of games. I think mm-hmm. it's getting to a point where, I mean, it's not just us that's telling him like, to, to, to slow down or think. It's You can see the coaching staff is telling him because why else is he out there just kind of, you know, we, we see Jordan Poole sometimes in the first couple of seasons where he just kind of, uh, he just kind of slows down and stops playing aggressively because Steve Chris telling him like, "Hey, stop doing dumb shit." That's what it looks like right now, and he'll be he'll be back. I think the hot stretch is going to be crazy, right? Because <laughs> he's shooting thirty percent from three right now. The hot stretch is going to be completely incredible. When, when I assume when Steph comes back, um, when when Steph comes back and and Wiggins is ready and Clay's back, it, it feels like the Warriors are setting up that Spurs game. Uh, they are setting up that Spurs game to be the game where everyone's back. That's what it feels like to me. I somehow doubt that you t- doubt that Clay's playing on Monday or Tuesday, whenever they play this on, and then I assume that they're all going to be back for that road trip. So it's going to make Poole's life a little bit easier because, yeah, I didn't even thought about that, man. Like, he is probably worn down, and the turnovers are getting to him. He just looks like a he looks like a dude that just probably needs a couple of days. Same with Draymond. <laughs> Same with Louie. That they're getting guys back. It's, it's about time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like it's probably time to get to the voicemails, my man. I think it's time. I think it's time. Most of you guys called in last night after the game. Let's get to it. Boys, how are we? Um, yeah, I gave a few hours to simmer down. It's at midnight here. I want to think about what I was going to say. Um, yeah, get a little bit fucking annoyed about the, you know, the uh, moving the goalposts and, you know, victory laps over, you know, winning five in a row. And then all of a sudden, I've got no fumes the last two days. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Sammy, you went to that fucking Detroit game, but shit happens. Um, it's pretty clear now that I was debating this one with playback with the boys, but we're probably going to have to need more than one move, yeah, to save this roster, I think. Like, to get, to, to be fair, to about a title, like, Looney's on fumes. Draymond, I'm really concerned about Draymond now. He looks like he's fucking just absolutely pushing the limit. And now we're trying to beat Magic in January with Draymond playing massive minutes. Surely now it's time to go, yeah, cool. Now with Clay getting there with knee thoughts and all this shit, surely it's time now to go, yeah, cool. Some hard decisions need to be made. Need to have a big chat about it. We need to actually be rational about what we're doing. Like Jordan Belfort said in Wolf of Wall Street, you don't like what you're doing with your life, pick up the fucking phone and do something about it. I don't want to hear any more talking about, oh, we've got a good enough squad, good enough squad. No, we don't. We need one or two more players. We need to be smart. Some feelings might need to get hurt, but I think it needs to happen now because I'm really fucking concerned about our front court then. What do you guys think? Cheers. Luke always brings it. By the way, Luke's been on playback every week or every game. Uh, you guys should check that out. It's been pretty fun. Yeah. What do you think? You think we need multiple players? Uh, no. Uh, I think 
before I think it's a matter of just them falling apart. Now, if they lose to the Suns five and three is tough. It's it's tough after going five and zero. Oh. Six and two, you're still pretty happy with what you've got. But at this point, I do think uh they've got a little bit of runway to the trade deadline. I think you see what you get with Steph back and Wiggins fully in rhythm. Uh I think you because guys like Kaminga were playing well. Dante is playing well, right? Like those guys were gonna be your seven, eight, and the ninth guys. So you're I, I think that was yeah. going to be a good enough, deep enough team. Um, and then I fall apart for the last couple of games because you're still so shorthanded. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Luke did nail it. They need a front court player. We know this. Big wing, big, uh, one or the other. Um, I think they – look, if they get two good players who fit, that's better than one. But I really only think – I feel like they only need one because they have enough going on. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Like, so far the trade deadline's not really – Nothing's really happened, but you know, we are a month away. Things can change. Let's get to the next one. Uh, going all in six to the Pacers, Detroit Pistons, and the freaking, freaking magic is cause for sending this team to the sun. But anyway, there's, I, I'm pretty tired of the fan base just trying to do victory laps because we have Draymond Green over the past few games playing 36 hard minutes on a bad back, Clay Thompson playing 40 minutes, and it caused him to have knee soreness to miss out on the Magic game. We have Looney playing 25 minutes a game, and now he's exhausted. We have Poole, although he's young, but he's playing 36 minutes a game the past few games, and now he's sore. Dante hyperextended his knee during the homestand and is playing 36 minutes a night. And the only positive that I see right now is Clay is finally making his lamps. Thank God for that, man. But anyway, can the fan base just wait until the Warriors are 10 games above 500 before we start taking <laughs> victory laps? Trades are needed. There's no need to panic because they objectively saved their season and played about as good as they could without their two best players. However, this is not the time to say, oh, because we won a few games against bad teams in crunch time, it's time to say, oh, victory lapping and there's no need to worry. This team has issues. The vets are tired and we need to get serious soon, and they need to heal. And the only way to do that is to probably get a trade so that Moon and Draymond doesn't die out there. Strong call. I mean, nothing you said is wrong about, like, the, the concern of wearing guys into the ground. What do you think of the victory lap phenomenon online? Yeah, I would take. I would take. Uh, dude, just let fans be fans, man. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> panic. Panicking is great. Panicking is great for me and you. It's good for downloads. It's good for the listeners. Panicking means passion. Uh, it means that fans give a shit. The last thing that the Warriors, if I were Joe Lacob, the last thing I would do is I want fans that never panic. I just have fans that don't care. Like fans that care are going to panic when you don't play well because that's what fans do. That's what humans do. Um, you see that most in football because it's a week-to-week game. It's just one loss. Everyone's like, or me included, it's like everything's going to hell and then one win and then everything's amazing. It's pretty cool for the Warriors that fans do that from game to game. So 
That's my only thing, man. I think think if you're in media, you should love that fans go crazy. You should love that because people care about the team, which means that people are probably going to care about what you have to say, which is good for Sam and I. That's true. That's true. I think media, uh, I think media don't get that sometimes. Yeah, I think media don't get that. There's a lot of I, I my I have a take because social media is so visible. The certain people feel the need to like play, you know, like air traffic control and gatekeep all this stuff. And it's like you don't need to do that, bro. Just let people be. It's not a big deal. You know, like you said, you know who you don't want to be is the San Francisco Giants, where yeah. their fan base or the Oakland A's even worse, wearing A's hat right now. I'll get excited when they get some good young players again, but I don't care. Not until not until the ownership sells, because I'm apathetic towards them. You don't want apathy. You want people who care. All right, let's get to the next one. God damn, Brody Draymond about to break his knees. He got to get some rest. Maybe sign. I don't know. Are there any big guys left? Maybe Julius Randle on the trade block though. I'm I'm gonna put this. Uh, I'm gonna end this right now. No, no to Julius Randle. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but they do need to get they do need to get Draymond and Looney a functional backup because those dudes those dudes are gonna be very tired. <laughs> I'm not making through, and you know this because we talked about Julius Randle as a trade target like two or three years ago when the Warriors were were asking around. Um, I would I I would quit. I would think about quitting. As a Warriors fan, Stop. 31 years if Julius Randle is on the – I mean, come on. I know he's having a good season, but come on. That's, that's not the type of big – so the James Wiseman stuff is interesting because I don't think he realizes that's not the type of big the Warriors need, right? Like his – what he wants to be is he wants to be Julius Randle. He wants to be a hub on offense. He wants to never give a shit about defense, let someone else, Mitchell Robinson, do the dirty work, and let me get my 25 and 12. That's what every big's mindset is, really. And that's why you that's why the Warriors have to re map everything in Wiseman's head to make him realize that you know what screening matters, rebounding matters, uh getting to the right spot on defense matters, all those matter. You know what doesn't matter? You being able to shoot a dribble dribble fadeaway 12 footer. That doesn't matter if you want to win basketball games. So the skyhook didn't does not matter, buddy. It didn't matter back in the day, it doesn't matter now. Oh boy. Oh. Let's keep going. Andy is right. Jordan is unserious. I think that he's afraid to look at himself in the mirror after being paid that much money, so young, the franchise betting on him. I think that it's time for Jordan Poole's spiritual side. I think he needs to look in the mirror and realize that he's the fucking man. And through and through, it's not an act. He's a winner. Let's go. Jordan, spend some time with your cat. Get spiritual. Oh, boy. You're with Steph. <laughs> oh. Great call. I think Great I think call. Jordan – I think we, we hit on Jordan Poole, but it's like I think he's getting worn down. He's not ready to play this role too much. Next Sam, one. Sam, Sam's less frustrated with Poole than I am. Which... I mean, I'm frustrated. Just like hey, – I. Oh. You've always liked him more. You've always liked that. You, you know the style that I hate. So you've always liked the <laughs> or value the shot creation that he brings because nobody else can bring it. Even even so much as Clay is amazing, it's just you know they always need someone like that, right? And just yeah. I think some of these frustrations come with it. And uh, when it's bad, it's bad. You know, when it's bad, it's bad. It's just what it is. 
punches Jordan Poole again until he gets it right. Bullying will work. God. Bullying works. Oh, um, Draymond Owen too, by the way, since he came back with his podcast, speaking of people punching people and working or not working. So that is a great segue to our next, our next, uh, voicemail. No, Hey, this is Matt, uh, first time caller. Um, what are you most excited about the return of, uh, Draymond Green's podcast or Andre Iguodal's ticket? <laughs> um, we didn't talk about Andre. Uh, I, I'm going to take a guess. You're more excited Andre's back than Dray, the Dream on Green show's back. Correct. Correct. That's two of us. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, although, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't get mad about the pod, but it's, you know, it's good to see Andre. He looked like he hadn't played. Um, what's your realistic expectation for what he can do for this team? I try to think of comparisons with him, but uh, 10 minutes. Can can he make life? Because e- his job is essentially to make life easier for Kamiga and Jordan Poole, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe Wiseman when he gets healthy. So how much easier can he make life better for those guys? Can Really what it is is can he keep someone like Wiseman on the floor? Is he? Can he make life easier for Jordan Poole so he doesn't turn the ball over? Um, I think that would be my realistic expectations. Everything else is kind of crazy with him. He does look a little cooked, but it's how it is, right? Uh, can I say one thing about the Draymond podcast? It's pretty boring. Absolutely. It's absolutely incredible, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's not really his fault because it's um, it's going out to hundreds of thousands of people, I'm sure, or thousands of people at the very least. And he can't really say the stuff that he wants to say, but I think it's boring. I listened to half of it, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, this isn't Draymond. Like, we know... Like you know, Draymond. Draymond's different when he's when he's actually on the court and he gets to talk candidly. And you can't do that on podcasts, right? So it's I don't think it's his fault, but it is boring. <laughs> For those that are listening, you um, know what else is absolutely incredible? Pacific catch. Well um, I think my expectation for Andre is if he can play. If he could be the stabilizing force, the minutes Draymond's off the court. So Draymond plays about thirty-three minutes a game. If Andre can get close to 15 minutes a game of just being that point forward, getting everyone in the right spot, hitting an occasional BS3, um, and and just kind of being the adult on the floor, I would consider that a huge win. I don't know if that's possible, to be honest with you. Um, just because of his age and, you know, like health and all those things. But, like, that's what I would want to see from him. Welcome back, Andre. You know me. Love me some Iguodala. That's true. All right, guys. Appreciate everyone.